BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. A rather long, drawn-out night of nonsense. The the NBA's debut, they broke their cherry, they popped their cherry, uh, an Academy Awards-style gala event to hand out awards. And it reached its crescendo about 15, 20 minutes after it was supposed to have already ended. The At least on my television, they had, they had allotted two hours for this awards show and it was at the two-hour and 15-minute mark or so that the MVP award was handed out. And um, I can't, I'm still stunned. Russell Westbrook uh, won the MVP uh, of the NBA over James Harden. Now, uh, I don't vote for the MVP. If I had voted, I would, of course, voted for James Harden. That, that's who should have won the MVP award. But I wanted to talk about this. And the, the question is, what do you make of someone who clearly – manipulated 
his stats taking home the MVP honors. That's what Russell Westbrook did. There's no debating this. There's no counter-argument to it. And so we've been talking about this a lot over the past handful of months. Not so much recently, but at the end of the NBA regular season, this was a uh, talking point. We got into it quite a bit. And now that the vote is in and it was a landslide win for Russell Westbrook, I have two thoughts. Uh, first one is stat stuffing, and the second one is a farce. I mean, those, those are the two things that stand out to me, and, and we'll begin with Russell Westbrook. The entire MVP campaign was choreographed. It was like a Broadway show. When you pull out the microscope and analyze what happened this year, it was manufactured statistical dominance. There was a point, this is another example of how things have changed. There was a point back in the Stone Age where if this happened, you would say, that's not right. That that shouldn't be rewarded. In the olden days, it was called stat stuffing. Now you get the MVP for it. And we can break it down point by point here, but the, the glaring example for those that are unsophisticated with basketball, those that are in the camp and in the tank, for Russell Westbrook, and clearly my only response is you must just not know basketball. Anyone that knows basketball would say, well, he, yeah, he stuffed stats. He's not the MVP. Uh, but if you look at the rebounding, there are plenty of videos chronicling what was going on here. Uh, Westbrook was averaging in the neighborhood of eight uncontested rebounds per game. In fact, he finished over eight uncontested rebounds. He led the NBA in that category. Keep in mind the Thunder – with players like Steven Adams and others who are known as pretty good rebounders, uh, they they allowed Russell Westbrook, a guard, to lead the NBA in uncontested rebounds. How did that happen? This is not brain surgery. It's basketball. Russell Westbrook's teammates were conceding rebounds that they could have gotten so Westbrook could stuff his stat sheet. And it worked. The gullible masses bought into it. So congratulations. It absolutely did work. Russell Westbrook was last in the NBA at contesting perimeter jump shots uh, among all those players that averaged 30 minutes or more per game. Why does that matter? Uh, Well, it matters because he was more concerned about his stats and he he didn't contest perimeter jump shots because he wanted to get back and get that extra rebound because he knew his teammates were going to be in cahoots and help him out. Kind of a red flag, yes? But there's more than just that. I mean, you can analyze it here. Westbrook had, at the end of games, uh, at least 10 games, according to basketball reference, where he had 10 assists, 10 rebounds in the final three minutes of a game where Oklahoma City led by at least 10, meaning in basketball parlance, it's, it's the equivalent of hitting a home run when you're team is ahead by eight runs in the ninth inning. At the end of the year, it looks pretty good. You're like, well, that's a nice home run. And then you realize, well, it didn't really mean that much. It's stat padding. In in football terms, we've talked about this in the past, but Jay Cutler was famous for this with the Chicago Bears, where the Bears would be down 21 points. He'd throw a touchdown. uh, And several quarterbacks who are still playing, Jay's not playing. He's now part of the 
Fox Broadcasting crew. Blake Bortles comes to mind in Jacksonville. Uh, fourth quarter touchdown passes. Very impressive. And then you realize, well, Jacksonville, the game's over at halftime most of the time when the Jags are playing. But Russell Westbrook set new records for usage. No player had as many possessions to work with in NBA history. And the volume of shots, the fact that he shot 42% from the field, 34% from three-point range. How bad is that? There were 290 players in the NBA that shot a better field goal percentage than Russell Westbrook, according to NBA.com. Westbrook was tied with Joe Harris of Brooklyn, who I don't even know who that is, and Jaron Grant of the Bulls, who I don't think I know who that is either. Well, what about three-point shooting? Westbrook was 205th in three-point field goal percentage, tied with the great James Young, who played some games for the Boston Celtics. And we can go on. He averaged more shots per game, Westbrook did, than anyone else. And by a wide margin, like three shots a game more uh, per contest than the next closest player, which was DeMar DeRozan. And the shooting efficiency was so bad for your MVP in the NBA, it was so bad compared to the other candidates that it's not even the same galaxy. He was second, uh, I believe he was second or first in turnovers. He was second in, in total turnovers per 100 possessions. I believe he led the NBA in overall turnovers. Uh, and, you know, break it down point by point here. But all of that is irrelevant because the Rubes, who decide who wins this, are like, yeah, we love it, man. He led the NBA in triple doubles. That's the coolest thing in the world, man. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. Now, in addition, the fact that Russell Westbrook won the Most Valuable Player Award is a total farce, not just because of the stats that I gave you that back up the argument, but James Harden was better when you consider the fact that he wasn't stuffing his stats. His teammates weren't in cahoots. He didn't get the benefit of teammates that were conceding rebounds so he could pad his stats, and the Rockets had a better record. And when you look at the regular season, it's not a postseason award. Harden was better than Westbrook there as well. His team advanced in that head-to-head match, and Westbrook disappeared at the end of the game. So it's not about the playoffs. It's a regular season award. But the manipulated stat sheet for Russell Westbrook, it's absurd. And it shows you the lesson here is that the people that vote for the MVP award and these other awards, they don't do their homework. They're lazy. Basketball media is lazy. And I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I assumed that they would actually do their job and look at the numbers and break it down and realize what was going on here. And if you had done 10 minutes, just 10 minutes, you would not have been such an easy mark. And these guys are suckers. It's like they're blind, deaf, and dumb uh, when it comes to this. They didn't do any kind of research here. They would have realized, if you, if you did your due diligence, you would have realized what was going on. You know, cl- clearly, they didn't. Now, the final observation is we yap on Fox Sports Radio. Russell Westbrook is living proof that when the legend becomes the fact, you go with the legend, the legend of triple-doubles. No one's talking about the legend of a guy shooting 42% and leading the NBA in turnovers and his teammates getting out of the way so he can get eight rebounds a game, eight and a half rebounds per game, uncontested, because his teammates are allowing him to get many of those rebounds. 
So now don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lose any sleep on my beautiful sleep number bed over this. I'm not. Uh, I, I don't know Russell Westbrook. I don't know James Harden. I'm not a, 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 in the tank for the Rockets or the Thunder. I just know that this is a farce and that the low-information sports fan eats this kind of stuff up, and they love it because they see the triple-double stat, and they don't spend any kind of time looking at how he got there. And it's a, it's a wonderful lesson for other people. You can win the MVP the Russell Westbrook way. You can, he's the second player to win on a team that won less than 50 games, the 42% shooting from the floor, being a ball hog, getting your teammates to encourage that stat padding, all of that is the way it works. Russell Westbrook benefited from a very slick social media campaign. He won Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and a lot of gullible basketball scribes swallowed it whole. And they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty cool with this. I like the fact that Russell Westbrook was 291st in field goal percentage. Let's give him the MVP, 250 three-point percentage, a turnover machine, just glorious. Absolutely wonderful. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to join the conversation, uh, you are more than welcome. Uh, you know the number. We're also available on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. It's Ben Maller Show as we roll on. And uh, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie is here as well as we navigate our way through the overnight hours. I actually thought uh, I actually thought that uh, James Harden should have been the MVP as well. Uh, and if you would have told me before the season started that Russell Westbrook was going to average a triple-double, something no one had done since the 60s, on face value, that sounds pretty impressive. And you're like, okay, well, that's, that's going to be an MVP award winner. But when, when you get James Harden transforming his game to make his team much better and he still puts up big-time numbers, I thought that was the, the yeah. deciding factor in why well, he would win. It but, just shows uh, you these guys don't even pay attention. It's, it's just a throwaway vote. It's, they don't care well, but about uh, this. I mean, if it was like a fan vote thing, I could get it. But, aren't, I mean, aren't these people supposed to, like, look beyond just kind of a highlight reel? No, they clearly didn't. <laughs> if they had, they wouldn't have. There's no way you vote for Westbrook if you actually look at what he did. You don't. Uh, this, it just does not happen. I, now, I understand. The low-information fan, the rube that just looks at the highlights, and they're like, oh, man, did you see that? He broke some record. And then they go crazy. The triple-double contingent, I, I, I understand that. But that's the low-information sports fan. The people that understand, unless you look further, uh, that aren't supposed to be blissfully ignorant, uh, they're the ones that have to own this. But, hey, listen, time will go on, and people will forget about all this. They'll move on, and they'll only remember the triple-double stat. They won't remember how he got there. And uh, we'll see what happens next year. I'll tell you what, if I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I try to get – any team could do this. Right? You play a guy enough minutes, he takes enough shots. Well, he does still have to be a pretty good player. It's not like you can just turn anybody can... into this. Even if you go to great lengths to do it, they still have to be a pretty well, good you, player. Well, you could get eight and a half rebounds if you do what Russell Rest, but he got eight and a half uncontested yeah, rebounds but a he, game. But he also averaged 31 points a game. Yes, he, he shot 42.5%. He took more shots than anyone else but you, by you, a wide margin. You're not saying he's just an average player, right? I'm saying he filled the stat sheet up. Okay, and that's but he, how he got there. Still, I'm saying but you still you take, have to be pretty but, good but if you shoot to do four, this. But if you shoot 42.5% and, 
and you take enough shots, you're going to score 31 points a game. You're going to get there. The math works out that way. If you take enough shots, you're going to get to that point total. Who won, who won the style award? I wasn't. I think I was watching that crap. Come on. I didn't want to watch that. I, I got to know who won the style. Coop, who won the style baseball. award? I don't know. It was terrible. No, I Coop. I who watched, doesn't know? Danny G, you're my only hope. I watched like five seconds of the show and it sucked. And I was like, all right, I don't need. I don't need. So I don't know who was uh, ghost riding Drake's jokes, but I didn't. I'm good. I'm out of there. I, uh, I'm not watching. So. Danny G, you're an NBA holic. Did you watch this? I wasn't watching that show? crap either. No? What are you talking about? It was terrible. Uh, Eddie, I only watched the MVP. Oh, my God. Yeah. If if you guys aren't watching it, then who is? No, there's other stuff. I would rather watch a boring baseball game, uh, some random teams I don't even care about, than that dreck. Uh, no, no interest at all. At all. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, let's go to... Is this is this the real hot nuts or the fake this hot nuts? This is what nut? I was told to put on the screen. <laughs> okay. It, it, I was told to put yeah. straight out of the mean streets of Mesa, okay. hot nuts, jet fuel, George, fired up. That, okay. Uh, I don't know what that means, but let's find out. There's a great mystery here, but uh, whoever this is, uh, hot nuts, uh, wannabe, jet fuel, George, wannabe, you are on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Ben Maller Show. I'm back and I'm proud, Ben Mella. No, oh, this is our. You're, are you are you off home arrest? Are you uh, are you wait, off? Wait, before we get into all of that, let me give a <laughs> shout out to Danny G. He's still kicking it on the on the bumper nah, music. Uh, no, the no. Billy Jean is not my love. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dude. Wait, anyway. is, is this Mr. Tibbs? Yes, Mister. Yeah, you didn't recognize uh, his voice right away. He's, he's got a distinctive fa- voice. He's America's peeping Tom. He's calling in right now. <laughs> now wait a minute, Ben. I know you guys don't believe me when I gave you my last episode. I know you Google up Mr. Tibbs, Brock Martin Tibbs, to find out if I was real or not, if I was telling you the truth, or if I was putting you on and you couldn't find me. That's because that's my pseudonym. Oh, okay. Yeah, you what, know, you yeah. know, Hollerin James is not his real name. Yeah, Chatfield George is not his real name. Oh, okay. Hotel Ryan is not his real name. Need I go on? Well, we, we and we up. know Jeannie in Medford is not her real name because I went to Medford looking for Jeannie. I checked every nursing home up there and could not find her. Well, that is Jeannie's real name, actually. But she's well, got, she's not in the nursing home. Well, she's not in a nursing home, but she's got some other names as well. That's just one of her many names, but we won't get into the that here. The last time you and I conversated, Ben yes, Meller, yes. we got into a much heated discussion, uh-huh. and all because I disagreed with you on who was going to be the MVP. Yeah. You was banking on James Harden, and I called and told you that it was all hype. Remember those famous words? And I said, James, I said uh, Westbrook had already won it. It was already decided, and the rest of it yeah. was hype. Yeah. You, you squashed me like a bug. You, <laughs> you said to me, don't sabotage my show. La, la, la. And blah, 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 blah. You still put your foot on my throat and whip my heart out. Then you kick me to the curb by never mentioning never mentioning me again in three months. Well, I've been I... gone three months. You yeah. never once mentioned well, I was sorry. a T1 caller. You mentioned everybody in the world, but you did not bring my name up one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not once right. did you All bring right. it up. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't call your show for notoriety. Uh, I don't want recognition. I just want to be 
myself and tell you yes, after I've yeah. calmed down that nah. your diatribe was still wrong. No, no, it was not. No, 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 listen to me. All right, listen to me. I think there was Russian hacking that was involved in this. I believe the Russian hackers got in. That's what my friends at CNN are reporting. So I'm going to go with that. And I did the math, Mr. Tibbs. I gave you the mathematic equation, and it all adds up. You do the calculation yourself here. This is not uh, algebra or calculus. You put the numbers together, and Westbrook's not the MVP. This it's not is, trigonometry. Th- exactly. This is cheap. I was agreeing with you, Ben. Right. But I was right. saying it was all hype that it was already decided. That okay. was my all right. well, okay. you all right. me make. Yes, I'm a talk show host. I don't let anyone speak other than me. I'm a talk show host. That's what we all do. We're all blowhards and gas bags. You know that, Mr. Tibbs. You know that. You still call the show. Now, I want to know about you. I didn't for three months, and you didn't care. No, I did care, but you're an an occasional caller, though. You don't call. Some of these people call every night. I know I'm going to talk to Mark the Full Name Guy five nights a week. He's going to be on hold. He calls every (laughs) night. I know that. And these, some of these other people call every single night. You call once every a month or two. I try to call when I have something to say. I don't right. call just to call, Ben. Well, that's a novel that's idea. I your time yes. and a malicious time. That is absolutely correct here. And you've shown more emotion, Mr. Tibbs, than Mitchell, who won a golden ticket yesterday at the end of the show in this conversation. You know what? I'm going to give you a golden ticket. No, ben, Let's get. No, I'm giving you a golden ticket. You get it. You're getting it. It's worth the wait, Ben, to get uh, on the uh, All right, fine. You can, you're, I'm going to retract. You can put me on just before you, you uh, go to Cowboy and, and win. All right, all right stop. You ten- can put me on the, I'll wait the, that long. The guy doesn't want a golden it's ticket. Worth the wait, all right, ben. I'm not going to give you a golden ticket, then. That's fine. That's the first time that's happened. You don't get a golden ticket, Mr. Okay, Tim. Ben, I'll still wait. I, I, here's what I want to know. What's going on with you? Are you able to leave your home? Are you still. Wait, wait, wait Ben. Wait, let me, let me explain. I'm going to rehab now. Uh oh. You know what they they branded me and labeled me as a I've never heard this word before so if you've heard it you are way, you're smarter than I am. They they I'm a voyeur. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, there's rehab for being a voyeur? Oh, they got people in my class that are uh, uh addicts <laughs> to cigarettes and sex addicts. It, there's yeah. a guy in there and a woman too that like sex so much they say they're an addict to it. I I need to go then because I love sex. You know what I mean? <laughs> Isn't that a category? I love me some sex. Now, Mr. Tibbs, I, not that I'm an expert on this, but I have done some research. I believe voyeurism is a category in the porn sites. I think you can type no, that in there. No, and, no, yeah. I don't even have the Playboy channel. You don't? Okay. No, no. Uh, but why I do you do, need it? You just look I, through I windows. I look at live action. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and you like to see the real thing. The, you, you, know, the na- you do your own thing, the neighbor next door. You like I have that. a satin nightgown on. Yeah. Uh-oh. All right. Well, Mr. Tips, good luck with the whatever re. I don't even know what that is. Voy- is there such a thing as voyeur rehab? Is that uh... I, I, this first time I've heard of it too? Yeah, but uh-huh. but they say I, I, I'm I'm addicted to uh, yeah butt naked people. Well, aren't we all addicted to? Naked? I vacuum butt naked. Most of us, uh, we start that way. We leave so that many way. drops here, Danny. I'm telling you, this is just a, <laughs> a wealth of yeah. drops. He, he didn't want a golden ticket, Eddie. I tried to give the guy a golden ticket. He, Mr. Tibbs says, "I don't need your golden ticket." You know what? I can wait. All right. Well, Mr. Tibbs, I love you, man. I, I'm a bad man, Ben T- Miller. Yeah, try that again, because you screwed my name up. Can you do that again? Ben Miller. All right, well, no, all right, thank you. All right, I got to go. Thank you, Mr. Tips. All right, there he goes. Uh, where he goes, no one knows. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. 
To the phones we go, and we say hello to Helmet Man. He's here to save the day. Hello, Helmet Man. You're on the I'm Ben a- Maller Show. I'm actually on the live air. Yes, yes. Long time. It has been a while, Helmet Man. Last, hey, no, last, no radio on in the background. Last we spoke, Helmet Man had bonded with his family. Your family was back in the picture, Helmet Man. That's the last we talked. Oh, yeah. I, I just finally found them. They was uh, worried about me. They ain't here from me in over 30 years. I can't imagine why they would be worried if they hadn't uh-huh. heard from you in 30 years. Helmet Man. Yeah, my mother, 88 years old, uh, Rosalie, she's 88. Now, Helmet Man, how, she how, told me, yeah. she told me, I asked her, what advice could you give me and us, uh, 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 you know, my brothers and sisters? She said three things. Yeah. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and be kind to your family. And be, fourth, she told me, be patient for nothing. Be patient for nothing. So how how do you go? Yeah, f- that means don't be in a rush. Oh, okay. For yeah. uh, you know, be patient for, regardless of what area in life. That's what oh, she means. Okay, some great motherly advice. Now, how does one? And I don't want to get into your personal business. Well, I kind of do actually. Uh, how does one go thirty years where they don't talk to their their family? Like that's a very long time, uh, Helmet Man. That's a like, yeah. The, the number moved around, changed where I used to get my mail. Okay. They took me out of the system in a uh, okay. uh, disabled in a veteran's place where I used to. I'm not a veteran, but that's where I got my mail. Okay. Because over uh, the years, yeah. I got kind of like disabled. Uh, we seem fine to but me. Yeah, 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 I saw Aaron Rodgers Saturday night at yeah. the bar and grill in Hollywood. Oh, we have an Aaron Rodgers and Helmet Man sighting in the same spot. Where was he at again? He was in Hollywood. Relax. Where? Yeah, on Selma and Kalanga, about two okay. thirty in the morning. I was heading oh, down to a really? Warwick Club on Sunset and uh, Wilcox. I took the shortcut. Okay, all right. We don't need all the uh, streets, and, but, and yeah. I ran and I ran into him. But he was getting yeah. in a, a Uber with his friends with him. Aaron Rodgers uses Uber. Me. Oh, he waved it. Okay. Did you try yeah, to? Did you try to sell him? And, but he was in a hurry. He, he was in a hurry. Jumped. Yeah. He didn't listen yeah, to your mom. Your mom Uber. said not to be in a hurry, though. You're, did you tell him your mom's advice not to be in a hurry? Well, no, she said be patient. Be patient, yeah. Uh, be kind of, patient yeah. for nothing. Don't be. A, that means don't be in a hurry for anything. Yeah. Well, you should have told Aaron Rodgers, don't be in a hurry, man. My mom's 88. She told me not to be in a hurry. You shouldn't be in a hurry. So he was with some other, he was with a bunch of dudes. Is that was who, he was with no women or anything like that? Yeah. No, he was yeah. with his uh, friends. Oh, you okay, know. I got you. They were about having a good time, you know, like just like everybody else. Sure, that's uh, absolutely, uh, of course. They was waiting on an Uber. Have you had any other celebrity sightings other than Aaron Rodgers? Oh, uh, no, yeah. just uh, Pamela Bosch. She said she was going to pay to get one of my toothpicks. She was going to Hasselhoff p- ex-wife. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Hold on. She was she she was going to pay for a toothpick. No, one of my teeth. She saw me smile, and she saw one oh, of my tooth. Oh, she want, you want to pay you for a, te- oh, a tooth? Yeah, because uh, she bought a lot of stuff from me one night. Uh, oh, okay. I guess. Uh, I, yeah. I think 200 and something dollars worth of stuff. Did she actually follow through on that? or you know? No. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Okay. All right. Uh, well, well, very good. Well, Helmet Man, don't be a stranger, Helmet Man. We're glad you called. I mean, we, we like you. So. Oh, I'll still be listening. Yeah. You want to talk about the I Orioles? Just- 
Yeah, you know, yeah. they gone on a bad up and down, win here, lose there, lose yeah. there. Not very good. Yeah, I hear you. All right, well, thank you, Helmet Man. I got to go, but thank you, man. All right, there you go. Okay, right. top of the evening. Top, top of, of the, the evening. evening. There he goes, Helmet Man. If only there had been a conversation that had been longer between Helmet Man and Aaron Rodgers. It would have been cool if Helmet Man would have said, hey, Aaron, I don't talk to my family either. <laughs> he should have been like, hey, Aaron, I went 30 years. How long are you going to yeah, make it without talking that. to your mom? Yeah. <laughs> Scoreboard. <laughs> yeah, we, we should go have a beer together. <laughs> buy me a new tooth. Oh, jeez. I thought he said toothpick at first and then. On some level, that's mildly rude, I think. Isn't it? I mean, it's like I'm going to buy you a new tooth. Uh, that's something you don't hear every day. Be patient for no tooth. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the coop. Ben, it was reported over the weekend that the Rockets have, quote, a serious chance at landing Chris Paul in free agency. Now, to me, this would be an interesting move because James Harden just put up what was undoubtedly his best season and, according to you, an MVP caliber season as an NBA player after being switched over to point guard in Mike D'Antoni's system. Now, Ben, would it be stupid for Maury to bring in CP3? Well, it would be good drama. If that happened, right? If I am running the Rockets, if you made me the executive in charge in Houston, I would stay away from Chris Paul. Not that he's not a great player, because Chris Paul's still a great player, but I would stay away. And the reason why, first of all, Houston would have to play with at least three basketballs on the court to make that work. Chris Paul, part of his success, he is a volume dribbler. All right, He is going to dribble the ball a lot until he finds someone that's open for an assist. And so if you play alongside Chris Paul, you have to be able to concede the basketball to him. And James Harden last year, and even before last year, but last year in particular, uh, he was the ball hawk in Houston. So the idea that Harden and Paul could assimilate together, that would go about as well as eating pickled-flavored ice cream. You know, you could get pickled-flavored ice cream, but would you really want to eat pickle-flavored ice cream? I don't think so. And secondly, my advice to Chris Paul is very simple. If I'm the agent for Chris Paul, the the only move here is to stay with the Clippers. You get an extra $50 million. You're going to get paid ridiculous money when you no longer can play at age 37 when his contract would run out. I mean, other than that, if you're going to cherry-pick, you're going to leave the Clippers. All right, you got to go to a team that you are guaranteed of being in the NBA Finals. There are only two teams that are guaranteed of being in the NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors, who I don't believe are interested, and the Cleveland Cavaliers, who don't appear to be in the picture either because of salary cap reasons. So if it's not going to be the Warriors and it's not going to be the Cavs, going to Houston is a lateral move. You'll make less money. Now, from a talk show standpoint, you put Chris Paul – Mike D'Antoni and James Harden in the same locker room. That is a tinderbox of great conversation on the radio, but uh, no, it's not going to happen. All right, next. Another rumor floating around the NBA this weekend is that the 76ers are getting ready to offer Joel Embiid a contract extension. Now, although Embiid was on pace to be Rookie of the Year before getting injured, he's only played 31 career games over a possible three-year span. 
Ben, do you think Embiid has shown enough to warrant an extension? Uh, only for Instagram. If you could pay him for his social media accounts, absolutely. Uh, I, I would give Embiid a max extension if that was the case. There's a couple of things with this. Number one, Joel Embiid has the kind of engaging personality. He's like Charles Barkley, except he's not a good basketball player because he doesn't play. Right? He's engaging. He's entertaining. I find him amusing, Joel Embiid. He's all of that, but he's also got to play, and that's the problem. I mean, he's good for the 76ers from a marketing standpoint, and and that's great and all that, but Embiid needs to be part of the progression of the team by playing. And the second part of this, if you are objective and you look at this, I, I would say, hey, I'll give you a contract. Go out there and play. The only way Joel Embiid gets a new contract without playing is if I'm imbibing in scotch, whiskey, and bourbon, and I'm out of my mind, and I'm all boozed up. you got to earn that contract. Joel Embiid has played 31 out of a possible 246 games. He has missed 87% of the games in Philadelphia. That is Greg Oden. That is Brandon Roy. That is not good. All right, next. Cam Newton said over the weekend that there is only one thing missing from his life, a Super Bowl ring. Ben, what is the one thing missing from your life? (laughs) Uh, Ridiculous clown money. That's the one thing missing from my life, Coop. Now, I've told the story many times, and I won't bore you with the whole thing, but I am of the same L.A. radio class. When I started in doing local radio in Los Angeles a million years ago, the way it worked, you had Ryan Seacrest and Jimmy Kimmel, who were my contemporaries, at that time, back this is a long time ago, I was doing middays on Extra Sports 1150, the big sports talker in Los Angeles, the top-rated sports station at that time. Ryan Seacrest was the afternoon jock at Star 98.7 in L.A. He was the, the afternoon get-you-home DJ. Jimmy Kimmel didn't even have his own show. He was the morning sports guy on Kevin and Bean, which is still on the air in L.A. Here we are 20 years later, Koopaloo. And I did the math on this. I looked it up. Jimmy Kimmel's net worth, the host of Late Night TV, $35 million. Ryan Seacrest's net worth, $330 million. Damn! My net worth, minus, minus $10,000 is my net worth. Okay, <laughs> I, I get paid to talk to people at homeless shelters in Santa Barbara. That's where I am right now. Okay, you understand yeah. my position, Coop? So the thing missing in my life is what these other people got, ridiculous clown money. Not to have to worry about paying my credit card bill or my car payment or my house. None of that stuff. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? You look like a big fat clown. Thank ben, you. you passed this edition. That's a winner! Don't play that. What's wrong with you? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Now, <laughs> Mallard's Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. All right, it's going to be Mallers Mountain of Money, and I guess we only have one contestant, Coop. How did this happen, Coop? One contestant. All right, so I, I guess people want to play the game. We don't have to play the game then, right? Yes? If people, What happened, Coop? Hello, uh, Jeremy in Kansas. 
Good morning, Ben. Jeremy, you're the only one that wants – should we cancel Mallers Mountain of Money? Maybe we should cancel the game. Jeremy, what? you're the only one that wants to play, Jeremy. We, we had some other callers call in, but they had literally just played within the last couple so of weeks. So there's like five people that want to play this game. There's not enough – we should get rid of Mallers Mountain of Money. Well, this is the first time I've ever gotten in. So. I know, and you're the only one that apparently – all these other guys keep the, the, the game show hawks that call up and they want to play all the games, and they don't want to do anything other than play the game. They're the game whores is what they are, Jeremy. You know, I don't, I don't like that. I don't allow them on. I put a stop well, I to that. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll just talk to you, Jeremy. Who's the other we'll... person on the line? Well, he's not. he didn't call to play the game. We're not going to allow him to play. What do you do in Kansas, Jeremy? Well, I work for the United States Post Office, and I'm up early this morning delivering newspapers. Oh, you are? Okay. You must know Andy Furman, I'm sure. That is a complete <laughs> load of crap. Are you a big fan of Andy Furman, Jeremy? No. No. All right. Uh, Well, he does keep you employed, but that's okay. Yeah. That's a reference to a guy who uh, still does a show. He does a show on the weekend still, Andy, right? Still, uh, I think. I don't know. Uh, I believe he does. All right. uh, Hold on, Jeremy. I guess some other people have uh, y'all called in. Uh, T-Rex is going to play Hello, (laughs) T-Rex. Hello, Ben. Hello. I, I kind of want to cancel. I, I want to cancel the game, but you want to play? Yeah, why not? Yeah, all right. That's not a big endorsement, you know. I was <laughs> I was looking for a little more excitement. Hey Ben, we got this. Let's do it. Oh, you're gonna play with me? All right. Well, that's up to Jeremy. I, he gets the first shot. Uh, Jeremy, who would you like to partner up with on Mallers Mountain of Money? The I don't want to play edition. I want to team up with Big Ben Mallard. All right, Uh Jeremy. All right. Uh, I can't uh, participate with everyone. So, T-Rex, unfortunately, I've been stolen away by Jeremy, but you got to play with somebody else. You can play with Eddie, uh, Danny G, or the Coop de Loop. Give me the Coop de Loop. All right, the Coop de Loop is in. Another week where Eddie will not get to play and he will not uh, win you're, the game. The uh, so, uh, well, I've been doing very well lately. Uh, all right. All right, gentlemen. T-Rex and Jeremy. It's going to be Jeremy and Ben versus T-Rex and Coop. This is the Tool edition, the band Tool. Coop just saw them in concert this past weekend. Category one, sweat. Category two, sober. Category three, eulogy. Or category four, the pot. All song titles. All right, uh, Jeremy, where do you want to, which category do you want? I think we'll go with Sweat. Sweat. Okay. Jeremy, all right. And uh, T Rex, that leaves you with Sober, Eulogy, or The Pot. T Rex. Sober. Uh, um, give me the first one. Uh, sober. That would be Sober. Okay. All right, here we go, Jeremy Jeremy and Ben are going to be up first. Sweat. These athletes all have insane work ethic. All right, guys, 10 to 100 on the board. We need the first and last name of these sports figures. 45 seconds on the clock for you, Ben. Are you ready? Let's do it. Go. All right, star for the Lakers, uh, just retired a couple years ago, war number 24. That is correct. Wide receiver for the 49ers in the 80s, considered the greatest receiver of all time. Jerry Rice. That's accurate. Uh, Chicago Bulls player just traded to the Timberwolves last week at the NBA draft. Jimmy Butler. That is accurate. A tight end for the Cowboys, Tony Romo's favorite receiver. Jason uh, Witten. That is correct. A wide receiver for the Raiders out of Alabama. Uh, he's got a first name sounds like a high-end bag. 
My pass. Number 92 for the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive player. Uh, that is accurate. Uh, pitcher for the Braves in the 90s. Not Smoltz, not Glavin, but that is accurate. All right. Receiver out of Alabama for the Raiders. I forget what number. It doesn't matter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Amari Cooper from oh, Alabama. Oh, am I right? I mean, that's a high-end yeah, bag. You just, just picked up the, the newest Amari, Amari for your wife. Amari. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. Why not? All right. The hell? Screw you guys. 280 points for uh, Jeremy and Ben. All right. All right. Good job by you, Jeremy. Good right. job. Here we go. All right, T-Rex, let's do this. Sober. These, ath- these athletes all went to rehab. 45 seconds on oh, the clock. This should be right up Coop's alley. Coop? Yes. Go. War number four, quarterback for the Packers. Brett Farm. Yes. Uh, wide receiver for the Cowboys. He, he liked cocaine. Uh, Michael Irvin. Yes. Um, this guy probably likes cocaine, too. He played <laughs> football for Texas A&M, and he was drafted by the Browns. Donnie Manziel. Yes. Uh, the Worm played for the for the Bulls. Dennis Rodman. Yes. Um, another guy that likes cocaine it was a Giants linebacker. He broke Joe Theismann's leg in half. Uh, Lawrence. Yeah. Last, name? last name? Lawrence Taylor. Yes. Okay. Um, he was a uh, pitcher for the Mets. Uh, also likes cocaine. White Gooden. Yes. White Gooden. Um, and then this pitcher for the Pirates, he supposedly pitched a no-hitter on LSD. Oh. oh. That's going to hurt. Yeah. Just ran out of time there for Doc Ellis. The Doc Ellis answer. All right. We got a good, we got a good one after having a nightmare at the beginning. Uh, we got a good one. And uh, what is the score? Let's uh, take your time, Eddie. What's the score? Uh, let me see here. I'll, ta- I'll have it for you after the break. Good job, T-Rex. Right, well, we're we did the, well. I know we're in the lead. Uh, the, ben and, and Jeremy are in the lead, and it's Coop and T-Rex, and we will have the conclusion of Maller's Mountain of Money. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. And back to Maller's Mountain of Money, the tool edition of Maller's Mountain of Money. And we got a good one. Uh, 280 for Jer- uh, Jeremy and Ben, 240 for T-Rex and Coop. All right, so we got a 40-point lead, nice. and it's the final round, the final round. And T-Rex right. is trailing, right? So yep, so T-Rex, you get to uh, go first here. Eulogy or the pot? The pot. Shocking. All right. <laughs> Look how excited <laughs> Coop is. He's all, yeah, that's my category. How, how the hell are we trailing? Uh, uh, you did not you get did, the 100-point yeah. question. Yeah. Ben did. Yeah. That's bad job oh. by you. All right, here, oh. here we go. It's, a, it, it's cool. We, we're going to take the lead right here. You're going to lose well, anyway. You got no chance. There go you ahead. go, Coop. All right, T-Rex, these athletes have gotten into trouble with guns. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's that's, oh. that's miswritten. They, they, they like to smoke Cooper marijuana. Cooper Blooper. Cooper yeah, didn't, Cooper Blooper. They like to smoke marijuana. All right. <laughs> All right, so these are weed heads, uh, allegedly. 45 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? Of course. Go. He is about to fight Floyd Mayweather. Conor McGregor. Yes, uh, he is the running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Le'Veon Bell. Yes. Uh, the head coach for the Golden State Warriors. Steve Kerr. Yes. Uh, the answer. Allen Iverson. Yes. Uh, uh, Luke's dad. He played for the Trailblazers. The Bill Cl- Walton. Yes. Um, uh, uh, quarterback for the, the Bears, the 85 Bears. Uh, Jim McMahon. Yes. Mm. And uh, quarterback for the Broncos. He was also an Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Um, Jake Plummer. Yes. Whoa. Did not think you were going to get Plummer. All right, that, that was, was a, a clean sweep. 
That's right. Yes. All right, here we That's go. Let's do it, Jeremy. Let's win it right. 580 for Cooper let's, br- let's bring it home here, Jeremy. Let's bring it home. Okay, Jeremy, your category is eulogy. These athletes died too soon. 45 seconds on the clock. Ben, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Go. All right, the Macho Man. That is accurate. Uh, known as the Intimidator, NASCAR driver, the number three car. That is correct. Uh, number 55, linebacker for the Chargers in the 90s. That is accurate. Uh, Marlins pitcher, died in a boating accident in Miami last That is accurate. Uh, Puerto Rican outfielder, number 21, died in a plane crash in the 1970s out of Puerto Rico. Pass. All right, pass. Uh, Celtics draft pick, 1986. He died of a – That is accurate. Uh, Redskin safety, number 21. He was murdered in a burglary attempt in Miami. Uh, you got it. Yeah, say it. Say it. Yeah, we can't pass. You got to get that. The, the safe. No. Oh. I think he was going to swear. That's what he yeah. was going to do. <laughs> Not enough, Ben. Uh, well, Jeremy, you didn't T-Rex get it right there. And Coop are your winners. Of course, he did have a pot category, <laughs> which is kind of his his mo. But that's fine. He had. The, the, contestant, the contestant chose it. Yeah, congratulations, T-Rex. 580 to 460, the final All score. Right. Well, Jeremy, well it was played, uh, Sean Taylor was murdered uh, in his home uh, in a burglary, yeah. and you did not get Roberto Clemente, one of the Puerto legendary Rican, great. Uh, Puerto Rican outfielder for the Pirates who died on a uh, charity uh, plane flight. But uh, the clues I gave were great. Uh, did not work out for you, uh, but thank you. <laughs> We're playing there, and uh, T-Rex, uh, you get the win. I got a golden ticket. Nice job as a late fill-in by T-Rex. Yes. All right. We, I think we should get rid of this game. I think we should, <laughs> no, He loses no. once. Well, no, I mean, we, we well, had, that was a great game. We have like four people that call to play the game. Uh, we, need, we need more people than that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The... Introductory, introductory news conference of D'Angelo Russell. That happened on Monday. The newest member of the Brooklyn Nets, one of the big NBA trades that involved two of the bottom-feeding teams, the Lakers and the Nets. And so D'Angelo Russell, he made his way to Brooklyn. The prize of the lottery a couple of years ago, now beginning over in what will likely be a nomadic journey around the world of basketball in his last Hurrah in L.A. His last moment as a Laker, even though he'd already been traded, was a lambasting by Magic Johnson, who tried to compliment D'Angelo Russell and then unloaded on him uh, in a a news conference at the end of last week. And uh, the the new czar of the Lakers, if you missed that, we've talked about it a little bit, but you might not have been listening. So Magic Johnson uh, said that LeVar Ball, not LeVar Ball, that uh, that D'Angelo Russell who's being replaced by Lonzo Ball, it's all connected, uh, that D'Angelo Russell was not a leader and teammates didn't like playing with him. And so shots fired. Well, D'Angelo responded to those claims. Uh, Did you hear about this? Did you hear what D'Angelo said? Do you think he said no comment? Uh, I will use this as inspiration. Uh, What do you think he said? Well, D'Angelo Russell said that Magic Johnson's criticism of his leadership was irrelevant. He used the word irrelevant. So I wanted to talk about this for a few minutes. The question is this. Is D'Angelo Russell right? Is it irrelevant what Magic Johnson has to say? Now, my response is the the answer of D'Angelo Russell, and does he have a point, not a good one. 
Those criticisms by Magic Johnson, I would think, are going to be both motivational and inspiring to D'Angelo Russell. And I'll explain why. Number one, it's kind of obvious, right? D'Angelo, he's been nothing special. This entire episode uh, when when he was with the Lakers, uh, it didn't work out. It was a disaster. The, The expectation level and the reality... Just another failed lottery t- uh, lottery pick. So this should be motivational. This should be motivational. And it was an amazing opportunity. And he dropped it. He literally dropped the ball. He got replaced by a ball. That's how bad D'Angelo Russell was. Now, you can say that he's being a scapegoat. If you're a big D'Angelo Russell guy, you like him. And you know he's, he's being thrown under the bus by Magic Johnson. But he never took the opportunity seriously. The team stunk, that's true, and that's fair. That's not it's not wrong to bring up. The Lakers were terrible, and his rookie year it was all about Kobe Bryant this and Kobe Bryant that and feed Kobe Bryant the ball and really the first couple of years of D'Angelo Russell's career. That's what it was all about. But he missed so many shots. He made poor decisions on and off the court that this trade to Brooklyn – you would think in those comments by Magic Johnson, that should be a motivational situation. And number two, D'Angelo Russell, I would assume, is going to take Magic Johnson's words as constructive criticism, right? And an inspiring moment. Remember, Magic's judgment of talent is severely flawed. When he was a broadcaster and working NBA games, he celebrated a laundry list of players as being wonderful, and they all sucked, uh, including Brandon Knight, who Magic Johnson said he would have taken with the number one pick in the draft. How's that working out? Michael Carter-Williams, Magic called him the next Jason Kidd, and when Dion Waiters was traded to Oklahoma City, Magic said that is exactly what the Thunder needed, except that's not exactly what the Thunder needed as they quickly got rid of Dion Waiters, and it goes on and on and on. So we know that Magic Johnson is not the greatest judge of basketball talent, but he, he's not wrong right now with his comments on D'Angelo Russell. He, D'Angelo's now off the grid. When you play for the Brooklyn Nets, it is as close as you can get to being in the D-League. Nobody is going to notice unless you are amazing. And I realize that it's you know, the New York market, trust me, Nobody in the New York market cares about the Brooklyn Nets. There's a very small group of people that pay any attention. So the spotlight is off. The, the New York's other team, the, the Nets, are supposed to stink. The, the Knicks aren't supposed to stink, but they've stunk for a while now. And so D'Angelo Russell will have the freedom in Brooklyn to potentially blossom. He's not going to have the excuse of all oh, expectations. There are no expectations. There's none. Anyway, the, the bottom line here, D'Angelo Russell is going to be compared to Lonzo Ball the rest of his career because he's the guy that replaced him. Now, because Magic traded Russell to create a spot to draft Lonzo Ball at point guard, these two are tied together, so you might as well stop the pouting, the sulking, the whining, and all that. And I, I would think play with a chip on, on his shoulder, although I don't know if D'Angelo's got that in him. All right, it's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. Now, meanwhile, We take you to the National Football League. And with much fanfare, the propaganda arm of the NFL, the state-run 
NFL Network revealed number one, the number one name on the NFL Network's top 100 list. Number one. And who is the number one player as allegedly voted by their peers in the annual top 100 list that comes out? Have you heard this yet? Number one is not a Cleveland Brown. It is not a Cleveland Brown. Number Not a Los Angeles Ram. Not an L.A. Ram. Not an L.A. Charger. Not a 49er. Number one. Boy, this is a – talk about drama. The number one player in the National Football League, according to the propaganda arm of the NFL, Tom Brady. I don't want anyone touching the balls after that. I don't want anyone rubbing them. To me, those balls are perfect. The New England Patriots quarterback, he was already number one back in 2015. And I didn't lead with this. The reason I didn't lead with it is because I am skeptical about the authenticity uh, of this. Plus, Tom Brady is 40 years old now. Uh, I saw Vaughn Miller was second on that list, and uh, after Vaughn Miller, they said that Julio Jones is the third best player in the NFL. Antonio Brown was on the list at the top. Khalil Mack of the Raiders was number five on this particular list. And with all the controversy and all that going around. Tom Brady, number one in the NFL. Uh, if you if you could pick any player, any player at all, to be your your number one pick in like this fantasy hypothetical draft, would you pick Tom Brady? I bet you most people wouldn't pick Tom Brady because he's going to be 40 years old and it, the clock is a ticking on Brady. And if you had to pick a quarterback, most people would not pick Brady. They'd pick Aaron Rodgers ahead of Tom Brady, or Matt Ryan because he puts up great fantasy numbers in Atlanta. But Aaron Rodgers, uh, not number one. Rodgers was, what was he? He was in the top ten. Where was he on this list? Rodgers was sixth, if you care about this. Eddie Garcia, do you care about the top 100 list? Does this fascinate you? Are you interested? Are you analyzing who made it and who didn't make it. Uh, uh, I wouldn't go so far no. as to say it fascinates me, no. Um, no. I'm, I'm mild interest in it. Mild interest yeah. in it. You, okay. Um, and these are voted on by the, the players, correct? they say, yeah. and then, but there are some players that say that, that it's all rigged and that some committee at the NFL puts it together. Oh, really? And yes. There have been those conspiracy theories out there, Eddie, that there's some funny business, some favoritism that goes on. But, Ben, on the show, they show the players filling out their cards. Yes. That doesn't mean they actually <laughs> – yes. <laughs> yeah, you're very good. Well, good point. Well, that answered it all right there. You, you are correct, Danny. You are correct. So, uh, that's uh, very exciting. I'm sure that that is an authentic vote. The players take it very seriously. They do – much like the NBA writers and the NBA media that voted Russell Westbrook the MVP when he shot 42%. Uh, from the floor, led the NBA in turnovers, and uh, was filling the stat sheet because of some manipulation. But they gave him the MVP. So it's the same concept, right? Why not? Works. Okay, Ah, uh, nothing to say. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we'll say hello to Angry Bill. Maybe he's got something to say. Angry oh, Bill, you are on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Angry Bill. What about a nine-year-old girl? Uh, ben, I know you love talking about of our ball because he's interesting and gives you something to talk about. Uh, but I ran a massage parlor 
and um, yeah. went to prison for it for running a massage parlor. But it was all adults involved. The Larbol is nothing but a pimp, and he sticks his hands right in his son's pockets. He is a pimp, but he's pimping young men, boys, his sons. He is a pimp. Well, that's one way to look at it, Angry Bill. Or you could say, hey, this is a guy that's promoting his kids, and he's a, a father that's very involved, and he's engaging in their life, and this is not a bad thing to have your father around. Come on, pimping. Get your Tim's on. signs with the Lakers how far he sticks his hands in his son's pocket. Well, you don't know okay. that. You're assuming. You don't know how that's going to work out. You're making guaranteed. some assumption. Oh, it's guaranteed. guaranteed. And, and how are you going to the prove guy this? Is a pimp. How are you going to prove this? Last I checked, Lonzo balls, an, Lonzo balls an adult, and he can make his own decisions. Watch, watch when he signs, and then watch when things start happening. That's going to require money. Where do you think it's going to come from? Santa Claus. Well, LeVar Ball's got his own thing going on now. He's, he's pop up on any TV channel he wants. He's been on late-night TV. He's been on the daytime TV talk shows. He's got his own media persona that he's created here. He's a pimp. You don't and like him. I, all right, yes, he's a pimp because you don't like okay. him, and you're jealous of his success. I understand. I'm jealous, yeah. Yes. I'm jealous of that guy. You're very I'm jealous upset. of a guy that has to hold his pants up with his hand. Yeah, I'm you're, really you're, jealous you're very, of that. You're very concerned, Angry Bill, so you're – you're calling a radio show to complain about it. Why didn't Vince McMahon put you I'm on Monday Night Raw? Why didn't, why didn't you get? A, why didn't you? Go, why didn't you go on Monday Night Raw? Why? Why didn't we see you get out there and go with the Miz? Why weren't you why, on? There? Why aren't you sitting with Jimmy Kimmel right now? I'm not sitting you with Jimmy so much, Kimmel. You spent so much I get time to, jerking yourself I, away. I get to. I get to sit with you and talk to criminals like you. That's what I get paid to do. Well, that's pretty damn stupid, Ben. I agree. A dummy ass like me. Clearly, uh, some, something went wrong somewhere along the way. Obviously, yeah, you're talking yes. to a jackass like me. Yes. that's pretty pathetic. You yeah. got that right. So you want? I want to get this. I want to know your rap sheet. So you've been to jail for robbing a bank and also a massage parlor, an illegal massage parlor. You did that as well? Correct. All right. What else have you been to jail for? Go ahead. That's it. That's it? Just two things? Two simple things. Okay. At least, yeah. at least I was providing a service to adults, I'm not sure. pimping kids. Yes. That's uh, a big difference. Can't believe that didn't work out for you. How long did you get away with it? Oh, a good year and a half. Good year and a half. You saved some money from that, or did you blow all the money? Well, considering I was on the streets in Jacksonville, I probably yeah. didn't save much. Yeah, of it. I guess you didn't save much. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Angry Bill. Fascinating as always. Uh, yes, and you didn't curse one time. Very exciting. You have a great night. Yeah, there he goes. Angry Bill believes that Lavar Ball is a pimp, and uh, he's uh, an evil person. Apparently, Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. 
Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.